0: Listener Production. Hi and welcome to the flagship podcast of things that fuck you right off. I'm Ursula Carlson and welcome to That's Enough Already. You wouldn't necessarily expect this week's guest, Van Kylenberg, to be the bloke who gets pissed off. Quite the opposite actually, given that he's the face of the Resilience Project. Chances are you've come across his work in the mental health and wellbeing space because he's such a great communicator and thinker. But in this podcast, we get to see a different side of you. In this chat, we talk about the similarities between the work he does talking to audiences about resilience and performing stand up comedy. And we talk a lot about Tom. Who's Tom? Well, let's just say you and I tagged him on different nights out. <laughs> we'll explain more later. Get the latest on you's work at U Van Kylenberg. I'm not going to spell that out. You can look at the description of this episode, okay? And please enjoy our chat. Presenting U Van Kylenberg
1: quite enough. Oh, just just shut it. your mouth. I don't oh, give that's a stuff. It shush, please. Yes, I can hear, down, but please. I don't care. That's enough already. Shut up. Oh, shush.
0: Everyone um, that I say, I'm going to chat to you on the podcast. Everyone wants to know the same thing. I'm sure you're sick to death of answering this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Say you surname, mate. <laughs> it's
1: the most... It's the most commonly asked question it, I get out by an absolute is. mile. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it's Van Kylenberg.
0: If the world was a different place, right? Like everything lined up different for me, for you, the countries that we're born in, the paths that our parents took, and you and I ended up locking eyes over a crowded room, falling in love, and getting, and you proposing on a beach in Fiji, I'm assuming. Um, You know, who wouldn't? You're on your knees in the sand and you go, will you marry me? I go, I can't because I can't be spelling my name and my fucking surname for the rest of my life.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I would, being as in love with you as I would be, I would be understanding of that. I'd be empathetic and I'd say, I get it. I want you to meet someone who's got an easy to spell surname.
0: right there you had. why did you ruin our love? Like, you had the opportunity on your knees in the sand in Fiji to go, I will take your surname.
1: Oh, uh, well, yeah, we could do that. But no. you
0: didn't, did you? No, you turned your <laughs> fucking back on our love and now I'm raising the kids by myself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I can't believe I didn't think to take your surname. My first thing was to yeah. flee.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, this is this a lot about our relationship. My mum was right about you. Well, <laughs>
1: Oh, <laughs> have we started as a podcaster?
0: Yeah, a <laughs> <laughs> we have the same tour manager. I, I love Tom. Yeah. So I weirdly feel like I know I've known you for years because everything we do, he goes, you likes this too, or you does this. Like, <laughs> I feel like he's yes. sort of he's sort of the middle child between you and me. You know?
1: Yeah, I feel like I, I know you very well. In fact, you know how like people say it's like a courteous thing or it's like a figure yeah. of speech to go. Oh, I've heard all about you. I, I have I have absolutely heard all about I hear everything. Same. like, and, and I really like you a lot from what same, I hear. <laughs>
0: same, same. Because go, Tom goes, you and you are actually very similar. And then they will tell me stuff and I'm like, what does you say about this?
1: <laughs> <laughs> that surprised me. For some reason I thought Tom wouldn't talk about me to you. I don't know why. But that makes me feel very good. I'm happy he talked about me. Everything.
0: Like from the stuff that you like. And you and I have had the same little fuck up on stage because I take antihistamine because I suffer from allergies, something terrible. Oh. <laughs> but I also take a temazepam every now and again because I struggle to sleep. <laughs>
1: Have you done that too? Oh and my I'll god. And I take
0: temazepam, which is a sleeping tablet for those playing at home, and then uh, about an hour before going on stage, you know, just so that the allergies don't one kick in, and I walked out on stage and I was like, "Jesus, I feel so relaxed." <laughs> and then I realized I've taken the wrong
1: thing. Oh my gosh. Oh, I did, yeah! I did exactly the same thing at the convention centre in Melbourne, and I—I've never panicked so much. I—I I got the calming feeling, but I—I I, I knew I'd taken it just before I went on stage, and I went, "Oh, I'm in trouble here! I'm really in trouble here!" It was just, "Oh my God, yeah!" Oh, I can't believe someone else yeah. has done that—taking a sleeping tablet before going on stage. Well, they're the
0: same size. It's like they need to colour code it for us. <laughs> and as soon as the older <laughs> I get, like I can't see the back of that because I take it out of the boxes, and I've just got it in a little Ziploc bag. You see. But then when I'm backstage, I'm not going to go look for the reading glasses so I can see what I'm taking. I'm like, this little one is the anti-Semen, but the little one is also the Tomazza
1: It's also the sleeping <laughs> tablet. Yeah, totally. But, my God, so awesome. You must be like, like, how do you, I know this is your podcast, you <laughs> should be asking the questions, but like, but do you just, like, do you pinch yourself sometimes when you, like 30,000 people come to see at the comedy festival or is it kind of, are you kind of used to that? No, now?
0: I still, and I was having this discussion last week with another friend, another comic, I say, every time I walk out on stage, I'm amazed that there are people in the room. And I, I want to ask them, how did you? Yeah. And I still, every night i go, who's seen me before? Who's not seen me before? And I want to go, why are you here? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> how did you hear?" <laughs> um, because in the beginning when I just started, and I'd be playing like a 20-seater or, you know, 60-seater, I watch the sales every day. And if six tickets go, I'd find yeah. my friend. I'd go, hey, did you guys buy six tickets? Yeah, okay, it's there. You know, like I would literally know going into the room or I could go through the purchase sheet of who's going to be in the room. i go, oh, yeah, it's my work friends tonight. And I could, I could space it out. Like if my friends go, we'll come on Friday night. i go, no, 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 my friends' work is coming on Friday. You guys have to come on Saturday. I don't have any. <laughs> so I would sort of pace it out. But now it's like. The tickets go on sale, people buy the tickets, and I'm like, who are these people? Why are they coming?
1: Yeah, it's it's funny. I, I have a sense of that as well. Like I I have been saying recently in my show, what I mean to say is, I don't know if you've read the book or you listened to the podcast or you've heard me before, but I a couple of times I've accidentally said, I don't know why you're here. And everyone sort of finds that very funny. But I, I genuinely mean that. I'm like, Well, I don't know. Like, why are you coming to see me? Like, and sometimes I get that. I mean, you probably don't get that now, but I still get self-doubt before I go on stage of like, like I often am telling myself, and Tom, if you're listening, it's okay, you don't need to do anything with this. I've I've, <laughs> I've got this all in my head, but like, and just remind everyone, Tom's the, the guy. Go- but, but I don't know what you call Tom. Is he like, a, like what's his official role? Yeah. Tour manager, right. Yeah, he's our tour manager. Stage, tour manager. I just When I'm on stage, I go right? six
0: or four, fuck with standing off to the side. But on paper, I <laughs> go, <laughs> he's my tour manager. <laughs>
1: Okay, I'll just, okay I'm, I'm not close enough to call him that yet. <laughs> hey, uh, run because, it in a few times. You,
0: like just do it once or twice <laughs> and then you have to remember to fire him often. If he does anything, you're, you're fired. He loves it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I still get, I still am sitting sometimes in a green room or backstage just going, I'm mean, the no one. Like why people come to see me speak? Like, And I, I still get that self-doubt thing of like, what do you mean we've sold out Homer Hall? Why are there 2,500 people coming to see me tonight? I don't, I'm not, I'm, I still get that self doubt and it's a very weird thing of like, then you have to, the second you turn, walk on stage, you have to turn it off completely because. No one wants to see someone completely self-doubting yeah. themselves on a yeah. stage like that.
0: You know, I get because I get stage fright. Yeah, I get incredible stage fright. So before I go on, I always have. You kidding? So I have to stand side of stage. Tom and I have a whole routine. We do the whole thing every time, even if it's someone new. I I, I do it with him, where we have to fist bump. He says, "Don't fuck it up." I tell him not to fuck it up. Um, and then I have to oh, I love that you know sort of do a few breathing exercises if he's not there because I've gotten so used to him because we've been touring for five or six years yeah I literally feel like I'm, I'm about to have a heart attack like I have to uh, fight for the breath to get into my lungs but then as really? soon as I walk out and I hear the audience and I I always do the same thing I take I say hello to them I take the mic out I move the mic stand as soon as I turn back I'm fine
1: wow isn't that amazing yeah. but no one would ever. I mean, that would surprise people so much to know that you get that before you walk Side on stage. So I
0: stage every night. I'm like, why am I doing this shit? I I have options. I should go back to my day job every night. Still, <laughs> I am I realistically can My <laughs> attitude stinks so much. I could not work back in the office.
1: I know. I know exactly what you mean. Of like, I get moments of going. Sometimes I go, why the fuck am I? I don't have yeah. to do this. I could like, I could be at home with my kids right now. Like. I do sit there going, what the fuck am I doing this for? Like I do not know I do not have yeah. to do this. And here I am about to and it's so funny you say that about Tom. Like, so the other night at Hamer Hall, it just the the whole build-up to it. I don't know why, everyone made a bit of a myself included made a quite a big deal about it. It is a
0: big deal. Like, That's why.
1: Well, yeah. And so before we were on stage, I was just about to go and I turned to Tom, he's standing next to me. And my intro music was playing. And I said to him, I'm really I'm actually and I never get nervous. I said, I'm so fucking nervous. And I said it to him, waiting for him to go like, you've got this, mate, come on. And he goes, oh, fuck, so am I.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, he gets real nervous. But there's a lot of pressure on them. I mean, if anything goes wrong, sound, like I've walked down at the Sydney Opera House, sold out room, five nights in a row, two of those nights the microphone wasn't switched on and on the third night there was no lights on stage. So, you know, but then you kind of just have to... I mean, it kind of, as a comic, plays in my favour because then I can go, you know, I can riff off that. Yeah. You know, and I can call someone a cunt from stage. <laughs> Which I think would be a bit harsh helps. for you.
1: It's very off-brand <laughs> yeah. for me to, to rip one of those out.
0: <laughs> oh, we're just sitting in Bloomberg today and he just fucking went nuts on stage. I cool. got a cunt and some <laughs> six or four fuckwit off the stage. <laughs>
1: It just mm. wouldn't work if I'm doing this really emotional piece about my sister's mental illness and then I just just, just go nuts. <laughs> <laughs> So, so here's another question: Do you, do you ever get heckled?
0: No, not really. Yeah, but I I don't think. Okay, so I think when you walk into a room, like you you won't get heckled, would you?
1: I d- I did the other night for the first time. Did you? Yeah. What, yeah.
0: Fucker, what dead fucking. Oh. <laughs> Where was it? I will look that person up and we will go visit their homes. No. <laughs> I, I
1: get quite protective. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Tom will love listening to this so much.
0: No, like I don't really encourage that kind of thing. I think some comics have that yeah. thing, like almost that combative energy. Like I said, you don't even need to say anything. You just walk out on stage and some people will heckle you just from side of stage to the mic. I've seen it, like happen time and time again with the same comic and I'm like, he must have that vibe that says bring it, you know. Whereas I don't don't have that energy and I even say to them, I go, I won't, because I don't pick on my audience and I say that to them, the only interaction I expect from them is to make noise, you know, like I'll say make some noise or make some, but it's very rare for me to talk to anyone individually um, like of course this time I've had a woman the other night that said, "Get my wife's name out of your fucking mouth," you know, just trying to be uh, right. uh, Will Smith. Okay. And then I just kind of so wandered like over Melbourne, to her side yeah. and chatted to her. I go, What the fuck is wrong with you? Like, where you? Go? But I started nicely first because she was fully in sequence. I'm like, "Where are you going?" <laughs> like, <laughs> and then we we're just chatting. <laughs> But she was blind drunk. Ah, right. And then as soon – but it took them a while to get the light on her. So as soon as the light went on her, I went, kill it, kill it, kill it, kill it. And then the light went off slowly. I went, no, no, I don't mean the light, you know. and that- <laughs>
1: <laughs> Oh, that's really good. But that that's was it. And then she
0: was quiet for the rest of the night.
1: Oh, that's really good.
0: But no, I <laughs> – I don't – like sometimes people will yell positive things, which is nice, but I just motor right through yeah. them. I try and overpower them with my voice, which is not not difficult. <laughs> <laughs> I could go without a microphone.
1: Yeah, yeah, you think, a cappella on them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think it was ten minutes in at the Sydney Opera House before we realised the mic wasn't on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you something, like – uh, you know, you're all about how people, your know, mental health and people should be happier and blah, blah, blah. I mean, every influencer is all about that and I've never mm. met an influencer that's actually happy. So my question is this, those pillows that says laugh and love and does that help?
1: Living. <laughs> is it? That, is that, that's pretty much all there is to it. So just get one of those and.
0: So you have those pillows on the, on the mirror? When you get the, you know, you get the mirror and then put the, that stickers over it, you go, well, I'm going to have to fucking take a blade and get that shit off. <laughs> 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 live, love, love, my uh, ass. How can I see my eyebrows? <laughs> 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 I can't live, love, love with a unibrow.
1: <laughs> no, it's, um, I, I shouldn't, but it's one of the things that annoys me is when a lot of people jumping on this, like, well-being, happiness kind of, Oh, that'll be my brand. Like, someone will go on a horrific reality TV show, Maths or whatever, and then all of a sudden they're a mental health advocate. Yeah. And they're doing interviews about mental health. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You just made a really bad decision and you went on reality TV, and like, yeah. that's it. Like, don't, you're not a mental health person. Don't. It's a you
0: problem, not an us yeah, problem. Yeah, yeah,
1: And don't tell us what to do if you have good mental health and don't take pictures of yourself with the top off at the gym and yeah. say, self care like this not it's like it's so patronizing to people who are actually working quite hard in that space you know incredible psychologists and yeah and people who 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 that's their life you know it's um so no being an influencer and having a good body um is not what makes you happy no. <laughs> in fact it goes the other way you can see them like there's this like thing if and then model of happiness which is like if i buy this car then i feel happy or if i get this job then i feel happy or if i Get this promotion, then I feel happy. It doesn't work. No. Like it, it might make you happy for a little bit, but it's not a. And that's sort of what the influencer existence around that kind of is. Like you can see them going, like, oh yeah, I've got this body, but in deep down they're going, I need to have eight abs, not six. Yeah. And then when I get eight abs, I can have ten. And then I'm not brown enough. Spend, I'm not yeah and, smooth yeah. enough. I'm then, not yeah young
0: yeah. And Nothing. they spend the
1: whole time looking at how many followers they've got and how many followers people who are in a similar industry have to them and comparing themselves and yeah. getting down about that. And then, like, it's just this, uh, it's disgusting. It is, it is uh, disgusting. social media is so vile and so, like, juvenile and yet everyone's falling for it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, everyone's falling. But for
0: that's it's it. like, I, I'm the ambassador for South African tourism, right? Or I was, yeah. or I don't know. But I still, I, I want everyone to take a trip to Africa and and when I go, I go up to the Northern Cape where the sand people live, yes. the Khoisan. And you go stay there. And I, last time I went, I went with two Aussies in winter. Oh, it wasn't even proper winter. It was like now, you know, or just at the end of, of winter. And um, it was so cold. And they were just, you know, they're like, we need heaters in the room. I'm like, no, no, because it's snake and scorpion season. So you don't want to heat it because they come in your sleeping bag. Oh, my gosh. So everyone sort of huddles together, you know. You basically find a buddy and you have to spoon that, you know. That's that's your heat. That's where you get your heat. And because they all just sort of live in this community, it's like, oh, I'm hungry. No one is – there's not one household that is struggling. There's not one, um, you know, because everyone's in it together. One kill is for all of us. Yeah. You know, and everyone shares in it. You know, and we had a big feast on the one night and there was a fire and, you know, we were all dancing and stuff. And I could tell it was really difficult for them to sort of wrap their heads around how everyone's sort of in each other's space kind of thing. You know, we are all in this together. But um, I I always think it's because they are in their default setting as human beings. They are in the absolute default setting where we are just looking out for each other. Yeah, And not just in a high vibe, saw your post, i DM'd you, but like in an actual fucking <laughs> look out for each other. Let's kind collaborate. Of- <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, You know, because there's no internet, there's no electricity, there's no other bullshit, no outside factors. It's just them yeah. living off the land and going, oh, we've run out of shit, we need to go kill something. They don't even have clothes. Yeah. Like they just walk around. And th- the happiest people you'll ever yeah. meet in your life.
1: We've got it very wrong, haven't we? Yeah. Like when I say we, not just you and me, but like. No, no,
0: you and I are crushing it. We are crushing it. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: <laughs> you mean Tom. Tom's crushing yeah. it also. No,
0: Tom actually is a bit of a fucking disaster, but oh. we'll think about that. <laughs> <laughs> He'll never listen to this podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, dear. He, um Yeah, no, so I, I feel like I, I reckon what's happening there is like, it just shows how lonely we are in like big developed cities and countries. Like we're just so, we build up these big walls around us, both physically and metaphorically, you know, like yeah. it's the wealthier we are, the bigger the house is, the bigger the walls are, and we lose connection with the people around us. But like we're tribal people, we come from tribal people and we we get rid of anxiety and sadness when we feel like we're part of a really close community. Yeah. Like, and I I truly feel that and I had a similar experience living in India with this village of people that I've told everyone about, so I won't go into it now. But I can't remember sitting there not being able to speak the language on a dirt floor drinking tea. Well, I was pretending to drink the tea. It was disgusting for me. I wasn't drinking it. No
0: offence to those people. Oh,
1: they'll never never hear this, so yeah, it's all right. definitely they they'll definitely hear this. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely no, And that's nothing about your podcast. I just don't remember the podcast full stop.
0: I don't know. I've got a uh, huge following.
1: <laughs> those people love Hamish and Andy, though. They love Hamish and Andy. Um, no, they um, – and I remember sitting there going, this could not be more foreign to me, and yet I couldn't feel – I haven't felt this relaxed in so long. Like I'm sleeping on a dirt floor. Like I'm walking half an hour down to get water from the river and then having to boil it afterwards. I haven't felt this calm in a long time. There by myself, no one to really speak to. Come back to Melbourne, i got everything. I've got everything I've ever wanted and more and you just feel more anxious. Like I think it's because we're not as connected as we should be.
0: See, and this is why I think the big airline companies are trying to take our peace from us because now they're giving us on the long-haul flights internet. Like that used to be our yeah. last frontier. So true.
1: It's so true. You could
0: get on a plane and you could say to people, I'm getting on a 12-hour flight, and it was just yeah. a 12-hour with just you. There was no Isn't outside. amazing? Now, now there's internet. And it's like it's... If, unless we can all agree that that's the way to go, we shouldn't. I've been on a flight uh, in the States. I think it was flying into Chicago and something was happening. And then before we disembarked, the pilot came on and he goes, just so you know, while we were in the air, this happened and it was like a a big accident or, you know, maybe Princess Diana died or something. Like he announced it yeah. to the flight, so we all knew at the same time. And then we disembarked and everyone's like, you know. Uh, yeah. And that's how it should be. When you get off a long-haul flight, the pilot should just come on and uh, he can save all that bullshit for how lo- how high we're flying. I don't fucking know. I'm not, not yeah. just sitting in the back <laughs> working out the stats <laughs> of this flight. Go well, at, the, with, at capacity, with loading, and I, I'm not working this shit out. I don't care. Just get us there and then <laughs> save your voice. So when we land, he goes, we're taxiing up. I don't even need that. He goes, oh. I'm about to park this bitch. So you know, this is what's happened. Boom, 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 yeah, boom. That's it. And now, now you have a signal. Like just do a signal scrambler on the plane, oh. like they do at prison, as you well yeah, know, where you no, yeah. can't use your phone in <laughs> 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 no, you jail. Oh,
1: I just I I love that so much. I would love, I'd love one day in my life to have a South African pilot just say. I'm about to learn this bitch. Yeah, <laughs> just in the way yeah. exactly how you said it. Handbrake that turn it into be... the gate. Get sideways.
0: Okay, let me ask you, you, what shits you to absolute fucking death about other people?
1: Oh, uh, I, I actually had so many coming into this chat, but we've laughed so much, I've kind of, I've kind of calmed down a bit. <laughs> I, I, re- I remember there was a, a guy on a flight from Launceston the other day. It's a 50 minute flight. There was a lady sitting next to me, a lovely lady, and we chatted for a bit, and then this guy sat down in front of her and he put his seat back. Like he he reclined his seat. Oh, my God. And then looked at her and me in a way as if to go like, what, I can't, I'm allowed to, I'm allowed to do this. Like he and and just because you can
0: doesn't mean you should.
1: Damn it! Where was that when I I needed that? I needed you to whisper it in his ear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck that would be creepy <laughs> oh, and scary. he put his seat up very quickly too. But that 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 <laughs> really fucking annoys me so much. Yeah. Like that that kind of behaviour is just entitled. like entitled. That, yeah, that entitled behaviour of like, yes you you can do it, but it's making her next fifty minutes really shit. Yeah. But he's like going, but I I don't care. Like it's better for me. So so basically, fuckwits. Really. Yeah. That that's what really like you. I've. If I was the kind of person who, I, it's very off brand, but I would love to have said, you are a fuckwit. Put your seat up. Yeah. But it's just it's probably not good I, for my brand. Telling, Maybe it is good for my if brand. If it was I don't know. you,
0: then the lady, then me, I'd be whispering, you are being a total fucking cunt right now. <laughs> <laughs> No, you know what I've discovered? When you get on a plane, um, and I learned this years ago, traveling through the States quite a lot on those, you know, budget airlines, you get a can of Coke, keep it sealed. That can fits nicely over your kneecap, right? And then you put it in lengthwise, so, and then you squeeze it with your knee right into their back. So, <laughs> <laughs> because there's no, like, it's just Pillow, it's just cushion. There's no, so you can squeeze it right down the bottom in the bottom of the back, right in there. And you see, they'll look around a lot, but it looks like you're doing nothing. It's just your knee. And I have to do the can because my my legs are too short. But also, that can really fucking gets them in there. And then they keep sitting up, and eventually they'll ask to be moved. And then you drink your coke <laughs> and you have a relaxing flight.
1: <laughs> but you've got it. You've got that completely sorted. I. I needed that advice the other day. I just I should have given that lady a can of coke and said, just jam this into his L five yeah. or whatever. His, yeah, his or just get
0: his right kidney.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even even on that even that flight, like we had, it was like an hour on the runway before it took off. So an hour delayed, so everyone's running late. And then this one guy, he had to like the second we landed, he had to push through everyone like to get to front. Yeah. I was like, mate, everyone's in a rush here. Like yeah. we're all going to be late. I I. I'd love to give you the benefit of the doubt that perhaps you've got a job interview or something that's like yeah. someone's in hospital, but I'm looking at you and I don't think that's the case. I reckon you just think you're more important than everyone here and you have to get off first. And then I could I could hear him getting really angry when we kept getting told that there was like a it's like, mate, it's no one's like It's like when no no one's doing this deliberately to you. Yeah. Like no one's going, I'm gonna make this guy late by having a delay on the runway. Like, like it's not about you. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: What about you shits you to absolute death?
1: Uh, Organisation, admin. I just, I can't do admin. I'm so bad at admin. I, I want to get better at I don't know how. Um,
0: you won't, mate. This is, you need to accept yeah. you're a creative person. You're not going to get like, I'm not going to get good at standing and pissing. I have to accept that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> some things, it's like when you go into theatre or when you get on a plane, you know that calm you feel before you go for surgery or before you get on a plane? You're yeah. like, this is completely out of my control. Yeah. Yeah. So admin is the same. I've gone it's not for me. Get someone. Yeah. You're a man who makes enough money to get someone, even if it's once a week to go run my admin, I am shit at it.
1: It's just like it just forms, like filling out forms and then like and taking photos of them, emailing them to people and stuff. I can't I just I know I have to do it, it'll take me two minutes and I just I just wait till I've got four reminders and then someone else will just crack it and I go, Okay, okay, I'm doing it now. I just can I just find it so hard. So are you saying that's a common thing for creative people or you're saying, "Yeah, oh, okay, good, Yeah, that makes me feel a bit better?
0: Yeah, get, get a person once a week and go, hi, I've got those forms to fill in, they've got all your details, let me know if you need someone, I know someone great in Melbourne.
1: Okay, done, I will, will definitely. Is it Tom?
0: Yeah, it's not <laughs> Tom. <laughs> <laughs> it's someone that can spell. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I haven't encountered Tom spelling it.
0: Uh, <laughs> so sweet. Uh, I make them read all these thirsty lesbians that slide into my DMs. I go, read that one, Tom. <laughs> uh,
1: so good. That, that's uh, amazing. Real- hey, thank
0: you so much for coming on to the podcast. I really enjoyed that.
1: Oh, I loved it. Loved it. Thank you so much, Ursula. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of That's Enough Already, hosted by me Ursula Carlson and produced by the young and effervescent James Blake. The supervising producer was Nick McClear, and special thanks to Ella Leav and Beck Sutherland, who are both currently getting pedicures. If you like this episode, please remember to subscribe and share with a friend. Listener.